Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in today. My guest is a former professional football player who, after leaving the NFL, went on a spiritual journey uh, of mindfulness, of enlightenment, and who now finds himself uh, as one of the most motivational and inspirational people that I've found on social media. Um, he's also the co-host of Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. He's got his own podcast called The Ebb and Flow. He's a cannabis advocate and uh, an all-around really, really nice guy. Um, we had an awesome conversation uh, talking about personal responsibility uh, and really, you know, focusing on self. And I think you guys will really like it. It's a conversation that's not had enough. But before we get started, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor for the podcast, Action. I've said it a lot, and I'm going to continue to say it even more. If you haven't tried Action, you're missing out. And you need to go to drinkaction.com today to try one of the three specialty blends of coffee. And that's Action with a K, drinkaction.com. You can try Ambitious, which is the signature medium roast. It's got a real caramely velvet taste. Or if you like a little more punch, try the Black and Bold. Um, that's what sponsored athlete Rumble Johnson prefers, uh, and you know, a lot of others. So I can't recommend it enough. You need to go and you need to use code word curious, and that'll get you 10% off and free shipping right now. So, uh, drinkaction.com code word curious, enjoy your coffee and stay tuned for a lot of new updates. brother how are you my friend good man how are you i'm doing well awesome i dig your setup there dude thank you i appreciate it it's Let's go. Uh, it's it's not as cool as it looks <laughs> yeah those optical always. illusions right always dude yeah how have you been life treating you well man you know given the current state of things, life is treating me very well. That's fantastic. I must say, I am a little disappointed. I was hoping you were going to show up wearing that really dope mask that you posted on Instagram the other day with the, uh, oh, yeah, the red the light, light rays. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, man, it, your, your, your positive message is obviously something that caught my attention. Um, I appreciate you taking the time to come on here. You're a super busy guy, a lot of, a lot of time talking with people. So to spend a little bit with me, uh, definitely, uh, I do appreciate it a ton. Hell yeah, dude. Well, I appreciate you wanting to talk to me. This is part of, this is my work now, you know, just talking, spreading the message of light and positivity, dude. I mean, fuck, we don't have much else these days. There's not a whole lot of positive energy coming from the outside world right now. No, there's not. And, and that's kind of right where I, I think I want to get started. My friend is how do we change? How do we get that? Right? Like I, I hear you and I don't know what your inbox looks like and heck you might not know what your inbox looks like if you're smart. Right. But yeah. <laughs> um, how, how do we get to a place where the things you're saying the you know a focusing on self and making sure that you you take care of number one and not in a selfish way but in a in a in a way that you can then be there to give to others um but you got to focus on yourself how and and to not shy away from the masculinity of being a man of, of the, a those responsibilities and what it means to be a man i think there's such an a push in the opposite direction of that and mm. I hear your voice and ob the obvious, you know, the, you know, you sound very, uh, the part, but your, your message is it's delivered in a way that I think has a lot of logic, which probably makes it digestible, but you know, I have to imagine that's, it's not easy. So. Whoa, dude. Great question to kick this thing off. I wasn't really sure what you wanted to talk about. Um, and I, but I love this, this line of conversation, because this is really what I'm most interested in at the end of the day. Um, God, what a massive conversation. What a massive question. 
there's a few things in there that I think are important and I'd like to get to all of it because I think it all matters in this conversation. And, and the truth of the matter is everything, everything matters from a quantum physics standpoint, everything is matter. And therefore literally everything matters. You know, we've sort of been, we've been disillusioned by life through like you, like you kind of in a, in a joking way hinted at through marketing, through television, through social media, through technology, uh, through the, the mass genius that is advertising. You know, we've really been disillusioned with the human experience and it's taking a massive toll on us spiritually and emotionally. Um, so how do we get to this point where everyone starts to take responsibility for their own life? Because I think that's sort of the, that's in many ways, that's the crux of the issue. You know, all of us come from various levels. Uh, you could call it a ladder. You could call it whatever you want. Various um, steps economically. We come from various backgrounds from, from our family standpoint. Mm -hmm. And we are the result of generations and generations of people who are all basically doing the best they could with what they had to get us to where we are now. Mm -hmm. So, you know, part of the issue to me is that we don't have many tools. We're not raised with many tools for understanding or giving context to you know, this thing that we all call life. And because we don't have any tools, we are subject to the many thousands of talking heads, scrolling through Instagram, mainstream media, various voices in the, you know, sort of swirling milieu of information that we have. I, it's interesting because can you think of a time these days where you're not tapped into some information source, whether it's a podcast, whether it's scrolling through Instagram or Twitter or getting on, you know, getting on your laptop, you know, cause even people working, I know many people who work at desk jobs per se, mm -hmm. you know, you're constantly scrolling the headlines and reading articles and downloading information and taking in all of this shit you know, that we call the world in 2020. <laughs> yeah, that's so it's, true. It's maddening. It's absolutely maddening, you know? Yeah, I don't think um, we're designed as humans to take on that type of sensory overload. I think the technology so outpaced our own internal wiring of how we take data, you mm -hmm. know? And I, and I think some people are maybe a little bit better equipped to deal with that reality. But I think that's what we see now more than ever is it's highlighting those that can't, the people that really can't live in a world with that type of sensory overload and with the tools to not only receive it, but to then deliver it, you know, getting right on yeah. and posting it on in their Facebook comments or in their posts or going to Twitter and, and saying something that either they're going to regret after they thought about it for a minute or two, or which drives them further down the road of that kind of poisonous way of thinking that I think we see so much of what people can't back away from something. I mean, totally, I'm, I'm 33 years old and I've flip flopped on things that I've thought in my life so many times. And it's because I am ruthless and constantly trying to examine why I think this, why, what is, what is my mindset on that? And sometimes I realize that it's, not for a good reason and that I have to do some self-examination and, and cleansing and change. And then other times I'm, I'm like, wow, you guys really are just missing the whole point. You know what I mean? <laughs> totally dude. No. And that's, and you're, I would say, because I totally agree with you, even over the last six months, 
you know, I've had many things, many deep beliefs, uh, absolutely obliterated over the last six months of my understanding of the world and my perception of things, you know, so I think it's very healthy. It's especially today. And maybe that's part of this conversation too, is that we've never really been in a position before where we've had to take a very hard look at our belief systems and where those come from and what those are built on. Um, you know, man, I think it, it, it's important to say that life is beautiful. You know, at the end of the day, fucking this, there is nothing like this human experience, this life that we get to live, that we are so fucking blessed to have. Mm-hmm. You know, you, if you woke up today, you are blessed. You should be grateful just to breathe the air. It's magnificent, you know, in this experience. And so let's start there. You know, and for me, it's like, let's learn about, I'm really fascinated in, first of all, as an individual, my lineage and my family, where my family comes from and getting a really good understanding of that and who those people are mm-hmm. to, you know, how, however you want to word it, whether genetically their DNA, their experiences over their life got passed down into my DNA and literally etched in the walls of my being. How much, how, not to cut you off, but how much has, have things come to light since you've understood things that like all of a sudden you're like, wow, that now some things start to really make sense to me as I understand deeper into my roots, my heritage, my lineage. So much, man. I mean, I can't, I, I, we can go into that for sure, but my whole life now is just about getting better understanding of who I am and where I come from and what that's built around. Yeah. You know, really leaving leading this sort of ultimate place where anytime I want to identify myself as anything, it's absolutely meaningless. You know, it's just, it's a, it's absurd to even try to box in whatever this thing is called Evan, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and to do that is very limiting, you know? So I think that there's, there, there are some very real truths about being a human animal there's a few great books about it that have really opened my eyes to certain issues that we deal with in our contemporary world that you know it it makes it difficult to live in this place where you're getting streams of of information from across the globe about things that really don't affect you in your daily life you know, and what use is that? One book in particular is Tribe by Sebastian Younger. Mm-hmm. I highly recommend it. It's a very quick book. It's an easy read. And, you know, he talks about a few key points that are relevant for this conversation that he talks about are, number one, humans are tribal animals, man. We, we thrive and survive with the help of others and in very tight-knit social settings like that's how humans evolved so rapidly is because we knew we figured out how to work together to hunt and to gather and to delineate responsibilities and to work together etc to make this tribe successful now part of that too is in a tribal setting, you're really only supposed to know and hang out with and be around about 200 to 250 people maximum. So now we're talking, hold on, let me close my windows really quick. Okay, you're good. Sorry, dude. No, you're good. There's a name for that number, right? Um, uh, yes, I, I can't think of it at the moment. I think I have the book up here, but I don't really want to spend. Yeah, no, you're good. But I yes. might be conflating it with something else, like where you can only maintain like 100 to 200 relationships might might be the same thing, right? Yes, and that's that's the science that he uh, relates that point to, you know? So, all right, so you take that, right? But then also take this, so where we have this very collaborative part of our brain, there is also in that same, the flip side of that coin is, which is very 
important to understand, especially now in this day and age of social media and tribalism, is that anyone outside of that group of people we consider to be other, a danger, a threat. Because they could come in, take our resources, destroy our village, destroy our, our way of being, etc. So that's, that's, that's a human mechanism. That's part of our DNA that we, we can't outrun that, at least not yet, you know, because so now you get on social media and, you know, the other part of it is that fight or flight fear is a very real emotion. It's a very real thing that affects everyone. And fear is very useful in a scenario where you are in literal survival mode. You are out in the jungle, out in the forest, you have to hunt, you have to gather, and you have to be aware of potential predators and threats. Mm -hmm. And fear is what's going to save your life when the shit gets really gnarly. But in this really cozy, comfortable civilization fantasy that we find ourselves in, now our fear mechanisms are just totally thrown off because now anything we can potentially perceive anything that we don't agree with as being a fight, a fight or flight fear response. Mm -hmm. So now you get access to social media and now everybody's just firing off their ideas and how their fear driven ideologies about what's right and what's wrong and yeah. who needs to be president and who needs to be voted out and what we got to do here and what we got to do there. And so it creates tons and tons of chaos and confusion. Yeah. You know, and it's, um, it seems like it's, it's reinforced by a, that, you know, you get in these echo chambers where you're talking with people, but then you're getting, whether it's dopamine or what other chemical releases, when you say something that you think hits so hard or when somebody says something to you that you feel like just totally, oh my, how could they say that to me? And, yes. And, you know, the, the, the internal tug and pull from the hormones that, you know, just it's are so intense. overwhelming your system. Dude, and, you know, I've experienced it myself, man. You might as well have been in a physical battle. That's how it feels. It feels that intense internally. You know, when you're being challenged online and you have this very natural compulsion to fight back, to respond, to prove your righteousness, you know. So that's that. I mean, that's, that's one aspect that I think is very, so social media, technology, our new just access to information. It's a lot, you know, and we really need to learn sort of responsibilities and we need to learn how to use this stuff properly. We haven't really ever had a chance to do that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, I mean, because this is technology, social media, the prevalence of it all has really come into hyperdrive during our lifetime, man. You know, you're 33, I'm 32. I feel like I grew up with this sort of evolution yeah. happening. Yeah, you know, I remember. When we were kids, it was like VHS tapes were the shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> we were just talking, my wife and I were going through old stuff and we were talking about it. I remember having like a, a VHS rewinder machine where you'd like yeah. put your tape in the rewinder when you got done. You could get like a 30 cent fine from Movie World in my hometown if you took that thing back and it wasn't, you know, rewound properly. Totally, bro. I remember that for sure. And people forget that. And I, and that's where I think we're lucky in, in our generation where I still do remember. I remember and recall what life was like when I needed to find a way to get in touch with somebody and you looked in the phone book. Yeah. Or where yeah. you took a, a couple of quarters and you went to a payphone, And I have that to draw from when all else is breaking down. And I feel bad because I don't think that yeah, maybe this is the wrong way. But people aren't playing with a full deck of cards in some cases because they're well, operating under this sure. reality that's it's the reality of the last seven years. It's the yeah. reality 
that you know maybe a, a select few group of people have have lived through exclusively, um, but a, a large majority of people still have that echo of what life was. And I don't think we're ever going back. I think we're far past that. Yeah. But um, unless the whole system shuts down. Yeah. <laughs> then get, what would people do and don't get me started i you know no, dude i think that uh well i really appreciate you saying that because it gives me a sense of hope in that perhaps our generation can be the the torchbearers here yes you know and bringing that to light it's important man you know at the end of the day all i'm talking about is Let's get back to being human beings. Like, let's simplify this shit. Mm -hmm. Let's just simplify it, man. Like, we're all out fighting our battles and our wars. And, you know, in the meantime, there's a big deprogramming that has to happen. You know, you have to unlearn a lot of shit as you become an adult. You know? and Not easy. Oh my God. It's, it's brutal. It's painful. It's, it's what life is really, you know, for the most part, I feel like we're all being lied to about what being a functioning adult is. It's not easy and it never will be easy. It's never been easy. You know, we are the most blessed group of human beings this planet has ever seen. Yeah you know, in all honesty, I mean, the fact that I mean, I know a massive population on this planet is living in below poverty level, not clean water, very little food, starving to death. I mean, fuck, it's, you know, but at the same time, we're not coming out of caves anymore. You know, we're not living in in the wild, we, we've built this massive civilization around us. So now what? What are we going to do with it? Yeah. You know, are mm-hmm. we going to let it destroy us? Which it seems to be doing yeah. in many ways, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a rot from within. And I think, I mean, you're, you come from athletics. You're playing in the NFL, right? I and mean, you get it. You, if you get your ass beat, you're in there looking at film. Of course, you're pointing out, you know, who missed a block. But how do you build upon negative? At some point, you've got to start shining a light on what has been working. And, and it's this constant woe is us. You know, God, yeah. everybody's so disadvantaged. And to your point, we are. We're living in the greatest time that humans have ever lived. Yeah. And although there is an unfair amount of poverty, um, you know, wealth abuse, distribution. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of negative shit. Focusing on that isn't going to be what solves it. Yeah. It's, it's showing the conversations that, that you have. It's, it's, you know, talking about the success stories of the people who have been able to make it through and understanding and drawing from those experiences to then layer another, you know, brick on that foundation. Totally, man. You know, um, I've had, you know, through hot boxing, through my NFL career, um, I've had the opportunity to meet some pretty extraordinary people or who would be considered extraordinary. Yeah. You know, and I say that because really at the end of the day, they're just human beings who were little kids who had dreams and visions of their life, just like everyone else on the planet, you know? And this is where it comes to like taking responsibility for your life, you know, and taking responsibility for who you are and your destiny path. You know, and, you know, it's freedom requires discipline and vigilance. I think Jocko Willink just wrote a book. And around that time, I was, I was in the midst of some serious 12-step recovery work. And I was like, fuck, this is it, man. Vigilance, freedom requires vigilance and discipline. To set yourself free, you must be willing to do things every day to create that sense of freedom, to create that free life that you want to experience. It's not given to you. 
you know, it's not easy. It's fucking painful. You know, it's fucking painful to get up every day, make the decisions to do the things that you know you have to do to, you know, aspire and to rise and to create the life that you dream of, that you feel in your heart that you deserve and you know you deserve. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, it's... For me, it comes down to, since we are in this spiritual and emotional crisis, it comes down to, we, do, you, do people, does an individual, someone asked me, you know, on social media, Eb, how do I get started? Where do I start? You know, and the first questions I say are, do you meditate and do you exercise? You know, and those two things, it sounds so simple and maybe even ridiculous to some people. But the truth of the matter is, we can't, you can't really get anywhere as an individual until you start to create some space between you and the world outside. You know, because right now, we're all just wrapped up in this shit. We're wrapped up in everything happening outside of us whether that's blaming or saying that that's the cause of it out there or whatever it is. Yeah. You know, you have to start by getting a sense of where's square one, where's, where's the foundation of me, where do I begin and the outside world ends? I mean, eventually you sort of, you, you transcend that and you realize I am everything and we are all in this together, literally. But that takes, there's a lot of steps before you get there, you know. Did you, is this something that you discovered on your own through a journey that you've kind of gone through? Or was this something, like, where does that mindset come from? I I mean, obviously it evolves over time, but. The depth of it has evolved. The depth of understanding has greatly evolved over especially the last four or five years. And I'll, I'll tell you what I mean by that, but I feel very blessed to come from a family that was very holistically minded. You know, it was from an individual standpoint, it was food is medicine. You exercise to take care of yourself, drink plenty of water, you know, didn't really go to a doctor. Uh, You know, so from a health standpoint, it was very much naturopathic Mm -hmm. and holistically minded. But then there was also this great sense of global community. You know, I grew up, I was born in New York City. Um, We lived in Park Slope, Brooklyn until I was 10. And for much of that time, my parents got divorced when I was seven. But up until then, you know, my dad was, he was a stay at home dad. My mom had the big job. She worked in the city, was editor in chief of all these fashion magazines back in the day. Uh, She was killing it. My dad's a painter. He's an artist. So he stayed home with my brother and I. And we'd walk everywhere, you know. And something I, I remember to this day is that my dad unconsciously consciously it was just who he was he says hello to everybody he says hello he he greets people with a smile if there's something nice to say you say something like uplifting to people mm-hmm. and i it it was ingrained you know it was just sort of ingrained and i and i've done it now i realize it now looking back cuz i'll be my daughter and my wife and i will be walking around our neighborhood and i say hello to everybody and my <laughs> daughter goes daddy do you know that person i'm like no i don't know who they are but it's nice to say hello you know yeah and i always had this sort of running uh pulse i always just had a finger on the pulse of human interaction you know and 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 in myself in very you know sort of dark years as a teenager not wanting to 
reach out to people, not wanting to say hello to people, not wanting people to see me, you know, and feeling what that's like being closed off. And then feeling just the, this sort of overwhelming, undeniable love that comes when you see people and you acknowledge people and what that does, you know, from walking down the street, saying hello to somebody, to going to the coffee shop and seeing the barista and just, you know, just, it doesn't have to be anything special. Just, hey, how you doing? Yeah. How's your day going today? Yeah. I, I've always drawn, I mean, I, my background's different. I grew up in a sm very small town in Northwestern Pennsylvania that mm. was kind of on the downswing, right? It was a booming uh, city in the late 1800s. Oil was there, Kendall oil. oil okay, cool. Zippo lighters um, huh? made in Bradford. But aside from that, it's, it's kind of a depressed area. Mm. And um, that said, you know, seven, 8,000 people everybody knows everybody. So I, yeah. I came from that. If you went to the grocery store, you, you knew everybody who you saw and everybody talked. So when I left home and I moved to Philadelphia, it was like culture shock getting yeah. on a bus. Like I'm, I was like, Hey, hi, nice. And like people staring at me, like I have a third eye and I'm like, what the fuck is <laughs> what's wrong? I'll never forget. You did. I, my you car did have broke, a third eye. Yeah. My car broke down. And, um, my dad was like, well, you better learn how to, how to ride the bus. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I had a job at the mall and I had to be there at 11. And I just remember looking at my phone being like, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know how I'm going to get there. And I missed my, my shift work, everything. It was a nightmare. And I left that experience just thinking, wow, like I've got to develop a whole new set of skills if I really want to survive in this world. And I think to that moment all the time, and I'm so glad that I had that mindset because I think a lot of people revert and maybe they, they run back to their, their hometown and they don't want to expand because it's, it's scary or yeah. they get bitter because they're like, yeah. well, fuck this. Like I'm, I'm here trying to be nice and nobody, I, I had to, I took at, like assess of the situation and was like, okay. I've, I've got to develop a whole new set of skills. Well, but. that's huge, you know, to sit in that discomfort, you know, to sit in that unknowing mm -hmm. and to say, you know what, I'm not going to turn around. I'm just going to expand into this, you know? And so that, that sense of humanity, that just very uh, primal sense of humanity and through my feeling, because in the city, the same thing, New York City, people don't give a fuck about you, you know? Yeah. People are like, why are you coming up to me? Why, who the fuck are you? Don't say hi to me, <laughs> you know? But there is an undeniable need to be seen and acknowledged that we all feel, you know, no matter where you are. And actually, you know, I, I have to just sort of challenge myself on that because I've read a book recently that's sort of challenged my beliefs in that, you know, everyone wants to live a life full of love. I think there are people who come in here, spirits who come into human form who are not interested in that, you know, who are interested in a life full of darkness. That's part of the deal. That's part of the puzzle. But mm -hmm. the light will always shine through as well, you know? So, you know, that understanding of basic human interaction was what made me a team captain in football, you know, is what made me a team leader uh, throughout my football career, you know, being a team captain you know, from high school, college, pros, you know, all the way through, it was because I was this guy, I was this energy center of all the teams I was on, because I just, when that little voice is saying, no one's speaking up, dude, no one's, no one's talking, There's, somebody mm -hmm. should say something, I was always the guy, I'm like, fuck it, I'll say it, yeah, <laughs> let's go, no one's going to stand up and talk. I'm going to fucking do it. Let's go. And then everybody just 
that stir that creates this tornado of energy and this momentum you know mm-hmm. and you know coming out of football because i was so i was so devastated man physically emotionally mentally spiritually i came out of football completely devastated crushed didn't know who i was was full of shame and guilt and horror and you know i was in a lot of pain and that's I had a lot, lot more of common then I think a lot of people realize. Yeah, dude, it's, this is what, you know, but in the same token, if you've, for anyone who has dedicated their entire life to something, and then for that to be ending or over, you feel something like this, you know, for me, it was football. And that came with a lot of physical uh, pain as well. You know, that was sort of, that confuses all of the emotional and spiritual chaos and pain that's happened. Yeah. You know, so I came out of that experience and I had to do a lot of healing. I had to do a lot of getting back to ground zero of who I am and what I am, what I'm interested in, you know, and since then, I've remembered, oh yeah, I was that, the same positive guy that you get on Instagram and you get on all my podcasts and all that stuff. That was the guy I was in my football teams. You know, I was that guy. So that's the same. You know, I was just chasing a, a dragon that, to prove to the world how big and badass I was through football. Man, I... It's, I think we all have that. And it's, it's so, you nailed it. Cause I, you know, people are dealing with that right now. They're losing their businesses. They're yep. not sure what, what they're going to do next. And I think you, you, you hit it, right. They're chasing something. I, I veered away like after college and athletics, I got lucky. I found myself in corporate America and software working for large organizations, you know, found my way into good situations, you know what I mean? And, and was very high on myself. And I look at that and I think now I I laugh like, wow, what did I think that I knew? It's, you know, and, and I should have had, I should have had a little bit of an ego with that. I think some egos healthy. It fuels a lot of positive stuff, right? You gotta, but I think what I was lacking was how do I, how do I handle that? And for me, it was just, I never, I didn't, I didn't come from that. I didn't, I was having more success than I ever knew I never saw success. And so I, I mean, I think about it, your levels, I mean, Jesus, man, if I would have been drafted in, you know, the top two rounds of of the NFL, I can only imagine the amount of shit that I would have found myself into. And I think that, you know, I, I'd say it jokingly, but I don't know how it doesn't happen more often or that we don't hear about it more often. Uh, Dude, it happens a lot, man. It happens. The guys, who come into the league or, you know, come into all the money and the success and all the shit who handle it really well are very few and far between, mm-hmm. you know, those are one in 10. Is there a commonality that you see amongst guys like that? Is it the, the people that they have around them or yes. is it? It's always the people that they have around them, you know, and, who they've put in the places that matter. Because look, man, you're 21, you're 22. Yeah. Most guys like myself, you're coming into more money than your family. You probably, on one day, you make more money than your family has made in their entire lives. And I don't know what to do with a fucking million dollars. You know, I, who, who knows how to do that? Really wealthy families understand what to do with that, you know, but then, you know, it's, it's, it comes down to who you're surrounded by, what you're willing to really sacrifice as a young, as a young ego driven athlete, you know? Mm-hmm. Are you going to, you know, give up your, your, your fantasies of what you, your life you've dreamed of for 10 plus years 
so that someone who's older and wiser can be in charge of your money and in charge of your finances. Yeah. Yeah. There's not so, enough emphasis there. Yeah. And, and, you know, man, I can't really blame, you know, and this isn't about blaming anyone for not, you know, like I feel like people didn't take care of me or whatever, you know, because it was up to me at the end of the day, you know, and I really, I, I, I did, I made certain decisions and I, I know for a fact there wasn't anybody in the world that was going to talk me out of certain things I did, you know? No. Um, so, you know, where are we? To me, it's like, it feels good to feel good, you know, pretty simply put, uh, you know, so we've got tons of distractions. We've got this, this very poorly conceived idea of the American dream and what that means and climbing this ladder to success, which is non-existent. It's not a real thing. If you're looking for the American dream to bring you happiness, you're destined for a life of unhappiness, you know? And for me, that's what my NFL career, that was the greatest lesson of my NFL career, you know, was that I had achieved this literally life childhood dream. I had reached the peak of this mountain I'd been climbing since I was eight or nine years old. And all the money I could have asked for, a beautiful wife, beautiful child, beautiful home, all the access I could have ever dreamed of. And yet here I was, I was completely miserable. You know, mm -hmm. I was totally miserable with who I was and what I was doing. Yeah. What does that feel, say? You, you can, know? you feel like a prisoner. Exactly. A trap. You know, um, and you know, I think that a lot of people that that's not just me either. You know, that's, that's the telltale story of anyone who's gone from rags to riches. You realize, you know, it's the story of Siddhartha mm -hmm. essentially, although his is reversed. He went from being a prince escaping his kingdom to go be a beggar and to find himself finally on the shores of a river operating the riverboat. What's, what's the quote? It's um, most men live lives of silent desperation or something oh, along those lines. That gave me chills, dude. <laughs> because it's, it's, I mean, it is at least where I grew up as a man, you're made to put your head down, you grab your yeah. lunch pail, you go to the factory or you go, you put in your hard 12 hours, your 10 hours, and you do that six days a week. And maybe you take your family on a vacation to the beach for a week in the summertime. And, you know, you get to do that, but you're really just putting your head down and grinding. And there's yeah. a lot of nobility to that. Yeah. And a lot of honor in that for sure. Yeah. Being authentic in 2020, I think is one of the most difficult things that people can do. Yeah. We have to continue to aspire for authenticity, true authenticity, man, heart, heartfelt, heart driven authenticity. Mm -hmm. You know, that's, I mean, that's a, that's one of the pitfalls of social media and technology is it's created a very, very sensitive, uh, very myopic population, mm -hmm. you know, and the truth is social media is not real life at all. It's an illusion. It's another illusion that we've created to funnel in all of our sort of strange idiosyncrasies and these these sort of fantastical visions of ourselves you know mm -hmm. like there's still real life happening and there's a real life conversation with a person is in the flesh is much different than a conversation online with uh, a, a name an id you know yeah no it's very much like a drug right um, it, and, completely you know because if you think about it 
you can, you can use drugs in a lot of positive ways. You can expand your consciousness through psychedelics. You can, you know, do a lot of things, but some people can go off the deep end. They can live in excess. And I think you see that, right? It, it blinds your, your sense of reality. It blinds yourself from you, from who you are. And it's, it can permeate. At the end of the day, for me, if you're a person who feels compelled towards the light and you feel compelled to share positive things as, as minute as saying hello and sharing a smile with someone, although that's difficult these days because everybody's wearing a fucking mask, but you know, do what you can to connect with people because our survival literally depends on it, mm -hmm. you know, to uplift others. There's plenty of people out there working to tear down the structures and the pillars of humanity. There's plenty of that out there. We've seen it throughout history. There's plenty of tyranny, authoritarian uh, individuals who are interested in nothing but death and destruction and control. The truth of the matter is none of that is founded in anything real. That's all founded in ego and fear and pain. Humanity is founded, it's grounded in the source of all things, you know, which is really and truly love and creation. So if you're compelled to share positivity, that's, dude, that's what I, that's all I'm doing. I, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing every day. You know, I wake up and literally I write out what I'm grateful for. And I write out my intention for the day and my intention for the day always ends with shedding the light of God's love on the world around me. That's it. And I call yeah. God everything. You know, I'm not very, I'm not religious at all. I'm just a spiritual guy who's connected to a higher source of intelligence because none of this is really me. You know, at the end of the day, I can't claim to, you know, I can't claim any of the genius of some of my posts that seems to come through or the positivity or the uplifting energy. That's just all spirit working through me, man. Yeah, it's, it's divine intervention in some sort of way, for sure. Absolutely, I, dude. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that something to your point you said earlier man maybe our generation is the generation that's able to save humanity because you know at least this turn this this time around yes or the aliens that are supposedly lurking out there are going to be uh helping us get back on the path i don't know man i'm I i'm so, so excited i'm i'm very yeah. excited it's a fun time Yes, it is very as crazy as it is, as chaotic. Well, you know, this is the thing again, man. You know, this is part of this is a cyclical thing that we're in. Yeah. We've done this to ourselves before. We've been here before many, many times. You know, if you believe in the existence of Atlantis, which I do, did it there too. Mm -hmm. Ancient Rome, ancient Egypt, ancient Greece. All of these great empires destroyed themselves on exactly what we've done now. We've become too obsessed with pleasure, comfort, and decadence. We can no longer, we're, we're, my hope is that it doesn't get to a point where we can't, we absolutely can't have conversations. I just listened to this great podcast by Sam Harris uh, about sort of the current situation and he was saying how and i thought this was so poignant and true it's you know once you can't have conversations anymore the next step is violence yeah. you know that's all we have left to interchange with each other yeah and you're seeing it on a mic and a real micro level in different areas yeah and it's gonna eventually merge together uh, it's man when's uh so what's, what's next for your podcast, Ebb and Flow? Uh, just keep building it, man. Keep getting positive conversations out there with people who have, you know, important information, whether that's in, you know, nutrition or spirituality or just mindset. Um, mm -hmm. I've got a bunch of great guests today. 
I just released an episode with Dr. Mike Hart, who's a fantastic family doctor up in Canada who is very focused on cannabis-derived therapies, mm-hmm. um, in particular for athletes, uh, which is fantastic. But that conversation really turned into much of what we discussed here about the importance of pain and discomfort and facing adversity, man, you know, and what that does for your evolution as an individual, you know, you've got to put yourself out there into life, man. You've got to go try and fail and fall on your face and get your ass kicked and get up and do it again. Cause that's, that's how you create this, this ironclad will. It's the only way, you know, nature is here to fuck us up. You know, <laughs> that she it doesn't is. Want, she, mother nature does not want any weaklings hanging around. You know, no, that's, I mean, scientifically I, we are, we're, we're literally walking through survival of the fittest in our, in a new form of evolution. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that takes, again, that takes responsibility in this day and age. The next dimension of that is taking responsibility for your life because you have to now create it and go get it and go, go find it. You can't, you can no longer, you know, we're not out in the wilderness anymore, hunting for our food, gathering for our food, trying to find clean water, trying to find a safe place to live. We've got all that taken care of. So now you got to go and get it. You got to go create this life, man. Mm -hmm. No, great points. Well, my friend. Sorry, my daughter just came in. No, you're good, man. Family over everything. I hear you. My my little guy's upstairs crying himself. So it's it's time to play daddy daycare. But I love it, dude. hey, I listen, your your message can't be put out there now. That's why I wanted to have you on. So I, I do appreciate it a ton. If everybody doesn't know where they can find your social, can you give that a shout really quick? Yep. On Instagram and Twitter at E-D-S Britain. That's Evan Daniel Smith Britain on Instagram and Twitter. Those are Instagram's really my main thing. I try to dabble in Twitter a little bit. But also you can check out my website, ebonbritain.com. It's got everything I write, all my podcasts, uh, some various health and wellness information as well. And you can get in touch with me there too. So hit me up y'all. Lots of love to everybody. Thank you so much, dude. I really appreciate it. No, I appreciate it. Thank you.